Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so happy to have you with us today. The Album Argument, a podcast where one of us gives the other one an album, and we pick the best and worst songs from that album. This is a continuation from two weeks ago, when we originally brought you an episode about The Impossibles and their four-song EP entitled four-song brick bomb. You've been making us all wait, Ryan. Yeah, I, I know. Because I have no idea about these two bands. Yeah. And well, I had no idea that there was a connection. So there then, is a connection. You know, you kind of teased a couple of weeks. I go, oh, okay. That could explain a few things. Yes. And I said, do you want to do it next week? He said, no. 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 We'll make, make wait. everybody wait. Make everybody wait. loves to binge and listen back to back. But no, yeah. we'll make everybody make wait. Make everybody wait. So now is the payoff. Now's the payoff. And we are discussing Slow Reader and their self-titled album, Slow Reader. Now, what's really cool about this record is it, I don't want to say never was supposed to be made because it was going to be made, but it's kind of funny how it got made. So the four song break bong by the impossibles was not intended to be the last thing released by them, but it kind of was, you know, that the band dissolved and, and, and we talked during that episode about how Rory was one of the main writers of the impossibles and how Gabe, you know, would add stuff, but he wanted to focus more on, on being a songwriter. And so he started his own project called Slow Reader. And so he actually did bring Rory in because Rory wanted to start working on production. And Rory has gone on to produce other albums and records and stuff. And he's he's done some great production work. Also, he's got a, another band out there that he is in called The Artificial Heart. If you have not heard of them, you should go and check them out. They've got some really cool records as well. Now, Gabe, primary songwriter now for slow reader wanted to branch out there and express himself in a different way. He writes predominantly the most songs on this record. Three of them are written by Rory. Uh, and it, this was a way for Gabe to really express himself and, and hone his craft as a songwriter, which by the way, if you did not listen to that last episode or two episodes ago, I said to go out there and find him on Instagram, find his music. If you haven't, please do so. It's great stuff. That's Instagram backslash Gabe Haskell. So he's kind of solo. He's solo now. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh and, and but this slow reader record is perfect. It is almost 100% a perfect record. It's like 98% perfect. It's such a good album in my opinion. I of course we haven't gotten to you yet. But uh it's it's just an overall good record. Now, I, I did reach out to, to, to Gabe, and Gabe did respond back to me, thankfully. He said that when writing these songs, he wanted to branch out as a songwriter, as I said. He was listening a lot to like the Beta Band and the album Hot Shots 2, and also listening to Granddaddy, and kind of got inspired for a few things, and, and wanted to you know see what he can do and what he can write. And again, Rory on the production side. And this album, in my opinion, is beautifully written. It's beautifully recorded, beautifully produced. It is an A-plus effort all the way across by both people. And yeah, there we go. Is it only them two? It is them two with a few uh, added people. I know there's some drums There's here some there. drums. They have uh, somebody come Bass. in and do drums with them. Yeah. And then, of course, they have a female vocalist singing backup lines. The drummer is Jimmy Vela, and the background singer is Amber Zook. And, you know, they both add a lot to this album. Um those female vocals that show up here and there and like ooze and stuff like that. Beautiful and absolutely just really cool. Plus I want to add that it's a cool album cover too. And is that Gabe and Rory? Yeah, it's Rory on the left and Gabe on the right. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Now, how did I come across this record? You're probably wondering. Jim. Yes. Okay. Please Long tell. story short, I'm going to see this band called Ozma 
and opening for Ozma is this other band. I'm standing outside in the parking lot waiting to go in, waiting for the doors to open to go in and see Ozma. And Wait, did did you stand at the correct doors? Yes. Because remember, we were you with us? We, we went to a concert. We stood for hours at the doors, and then they opened different <laughs> doors. I don't remember that. Sorry, I was I just had a flashback. No, okay, to we the Cotton a, Club. Uh, it was to a different venue, and we I think it was I can't remember who it was, and we stood Tabernacle. Oh, okay. And then they chose to not open those doors. <clears throat> oh, that's great. So all that being said, for wow. those out there standing at doors, and if there are multiple doors at the venue, make yeah. sure you stand in front of the stand at the right door. door. Sorry, back to your story. So You're standing outside. If for those of you who weren't in Atlanta during this time, the Tabernacle is this big, beautiful concert venue in an old church. And in the basement, that's where the Cotton Club was. And now Tabernacle is still open. Cotton Club is no longer running. And it's now used as a merch area for the bands upstairs. Nice. Okay. So these two guys are hanging out outside the the Cotton Club. We get to talking to them. Me and the person I'm with, we're talking with them. Come to find out that they are, they are two of the members of Slow Reader. One being the drummer, Jimmy, uh, who is, you know... Not officially a member, but like, you know, he was torn with him to do the drum parts and stuff. And then the other one is Rory and nice. got to talk with them and stuff for a little bit. And they're like, yeah, you should check us out. You know, we're opening first, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think a band called Early Mart played after them and then Ozma. And uh, it was just really cool. Uh, it was nice talking with them. So I bought the record. And then afterwards, uh, I, I heard I bought the record before actually hearing them. And then heard them play live and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then as I'm flipping through the books, I'm looking at like the names and stuff. And I'm like, Rory, Rory Allen Phillips, Gabe Haskell. I'm like, I know these guys. (laughs) I know the, I recognize these names. And then I put two and two together and I'm like, these are the guys from the impossibles. Interesting. And and, I mean, yeah, I just picked up that impossibles EP, like literally like maybe a month or two before. And here I am, like, talking to one of the guys, and, and I had no idea. Because they do sound nothing alike. Nothing alike whatsoever. So yeah. I had no idea there was a connection. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you gave me, we listened to these albums in advance, and The Impossibles yeah. and Slow Reader. I had no idea. No so idea. Very interesting and very cool that you had that And that's what chance. I really love about this. And that's the whole reason why I wanted to give it to you, because these are two totally different sounding pieces of music completely on different ends of the spectrum, but by two amazing artists who were in both bands. And I don't know that I I think that says a lot for who they are as writers and musicians. Sure. Um, and I applaud them both. Again, I think this is an amazing record. It's been a favorite of mine for years. I've given it out to a lot of people. I've burned copies of it. (laughs) I've bought copies and sent them to people. I mean, like this is, this is an amazing record. So, that's a lot of information all at once, front-loaded there. Sorry about that. Jeremy Dudman, tell, him, tell me, what do you think of this record? Long story short, I'm sorry, Ryan, Rory, and Gabe. This album is not for me. I'm going to hurt you. And we're going to have chairs thrown. I am going to hurt you so bad. I'll just cut to the chase. I What? I listened to it quite a few times. And I, I, I kept thinking, and it's it's odd that I kept thinking, I should like this album. You should like this album. And maybe you thought I would like this I album. I knew you were going to like this album. And sometimes I'm not sure why I don't like this album, but I do know why I don't like this album. That, And I feel really bad because I didn't know any of the connection. And I was, no, that's okay. I was hoping there was no connection. No, that's now fine. I feel don't feel extra, bad. Extra super duper Do not feel bad. bad. There's no need. So... 
Yeah, it's more acoustic. We'll get into uh, yeah. some of the music. It's more acoustic. It's definitely not the Impossibles no. in terms of. So my background is you know not punk. Goes more rock and you know maybe more now rock, not folk I would say, but indie. Oh, yeah, indie. Let's say so it has acoustic. So I go okay. Well, you know I listen to the first song, politics, music, and drugs. I go okay. This is not what I expected from Ryan because yeah. this is not like the typical Ryan album. Yeah. Also. And I go, well, this is interesting. Okay, Stupid Bad. And then I kept going. And then it has some organ in some songs. Mm-hmm. Does have some drums in some songs. Yeah, and it just, as it went through, and what is it? 11 songs. Yep. There was just not enough that stuck out to me that kind of grabbed me and kept me going. And I, 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 I feel bad saying this, but I'll just be honest. The first time, I'm pretty sure I just kind of listened to a little bit and I could maybe seeked or skipped. I go, okay, well, let's just, and I'll go back and listen to it. And I go, okay, next song. And kind of how I said it first. I yeah. Went to the next song. You know, there were some nice elements on that day. It has a cool little organ. Mm-hmm. And then I, I hate to say it because there's a connection to it, but the, the vocals for me, there was something about it that there, it's, it's, I like the songs. There's cool chord structures. There's like minor fours and some other development mm-hmm. and secondary dominance, all this cool music theory stuff. But the vocals, it, for the songs, they're all about, well, some are less than two minutes, but three, four minutes. It was too much of the same throughout. Gotcha. Vocal and then even music. Well, there is definitely a difference in vocals from The Impossibles, Gabe's vocals with The Impossibles, to this. In my opinion, Gabe is more focusing on a, like a falsetto yeah. and a lot of times in, on this slow reader record. And I, I normally would not go for something like that, but I really dug it. I, I think it's cool that he's stretching it out there and seeing what else he can do. But I have a feeling you don't like this record simply because of the reunion tour episode. No, no, no. I was just going to say that that did remind me of that, <laughs> saying, okay, well, I really like the Weaker Thins from, yeah. uh, let's say, about a month ago, yeah. uh, our episode, and then you said you just did not like his vocals. Now, And that makes perfect sense. I totally understand that. Yeah, it was just certain songs by certain bands and artists, some of the melodies and the chords just go together that kind of just don't sit with you well. And some of these melodies and chords just, I wanted more development. I thought it would kind of, I hate to say more typical, because I do, I do, let's say, respect it for kind of trying things mm-hmm. and, you know, cool instrumentation and things like that and different melodies. So it's not the usual melodic lines, let's say. And I'm, you know, I don't want to say it's dissonant and there's clashing, but there's just certain lines that maybe it's the falsetto or something. And I just, it was hard for me to grab onto. No, that's fair. Stay with. I, I don't think this is an album for everybody. However, I, I am shocked that you are not feeling it. And and yeah, it, it, it hurts a little bit, but it's not not bad. I mean, I'm not going to end our friendship over this. Not okay, not by good. any means. Okay. But like, I you know I'm I am a little bit surprised. I thought this would be right up your alley. It's one of the reasons why I picked it for you because I, I feel like this is one of the best indie, like very alternative albums out there like you know it's it's different in many ways um they try so many cool and interesting effects uh again rory and his 
production is very neat. I mean, they experimented. Yeah. Now, some of it works and some of it doesn't. And I can go into that in a minute with my picks. But I want to hear what you have to say, though, pick-wise. What's the best song? What's the worst song? Yeah, so if I had to pick a best song, I think the guitar line, it had a cool riff to it. And it was Fallen on the World. Yeah, it's 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 a cool little. I love tune. that song. Yeah, it's very. It's cool. nice. That song actually also has added vocals from a man named Dan Keys, uh, who is friends with Rory. Rory worked with him a lot um, in the band Recover, who is also an Austin like hardcore band, and also uh, Dan Keys was also the main musician in Young Love. And who had like a, I believe it was a minor hit here in the States. I was in Iraq when, when I first heard of Young Love through the European stuff. And, and it was like stuff like a, a discotheque and, and things like that. It was great songs. If you haven't heard, if you like dancey pop music, uh, Young Love is really cool. So Dan Keys of Young Love also provides vocals on this song. Nice. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like a Shins sound. Yeah, totally. So in that, you know, 2002 to mention that, um, I'll just go ahead and throw this in. At some point, I wanted to mention that we have to do a, a count of how many albums so far in, you know, the what episode 36 that we're in yeah. that are from the year 2001 or 2002 from Ryan. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> every it, it seems like every other, let's say, batch of albums, I go, 2001, 2002. I have not ever noticed that. So I, I, I see this as a very formative part of let's say high school right yeah, that was well, high school. you know i was i graduated high school in 2002 so you know yeah. they say that you form your your biggest musical influences or album influences from your teenage years yeah and so, so we kind of have go. been talking about that recently and uh it's tough to get away from things that we hear around those times and yep. you know we evolve but we also go back to things. that's crazy so I, it's interesting. maybe I, yeah maybe we need to get some uh some stats together i think even like papa roach uh jimmy Eat world <laughs> I think it was all 2001, 2002. Uh, <laughs> Papa Roach, I think it was 2000, wasn't it? Or 2000, maybe? I think it was 2000, yeah. Yeah, so it was but all But I'm in around, that area, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it's amazing to think that. And no, there's nothing wrong about that. So I just had to s- step out away f- and mention I just, that. So. I also want to point out that the person I went to this concert with to see Ozma that saw Slow Reader with us fell in love with the band, too, and is a huge fan of theirs as well. So we've talked about that, too. So maybe it's also seeing them live. I know you said Could you be. bought the album, but seeing them live. Uh, yeah, I bought the album before even hearing them simply because I wanted to help out with, yeah. you know, the touring band and stuff. And I had no idea who they were, you know, and what other bands they'd have been a part of. But yeah, like it's, it, I was, as soon as I started hearing the music, I was like, holy crap, I'm glad I grabbed this record. This is amazing. Yeah. So the, I could see maybe the energy of live, like you, yeah. some of the songs, cause that's maybe some of the problem that I have, you know, the songs kind of, or, or the, the timing is a little, a bit long yeah. development, things like that. But when they're singing them live, you know, everybody's kind of grooving. Maybe they have yeah. more instrumentation behind it if too. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Jimmy played drums on all the songs that yeah. they did live. So I would, I would probably enjoy that more, yeah. just to be honest. Now, I, production, I, I respect it for what it is, and so not to take away from say it should have been you. something else. But um, go back to, uh, I guess now I have to choose 
my least favorite, least favorite. or worst. Uh, so there were a couple of songs that I will just say, So This Is It also, that was a, a let's say, a favorite song. I oh, it was a cool yeah. One. That's a great way to so, end an album, too. Yeah, so that song kind of stuck out. It didn't really fit the rest of the songs. It almost sounded like that was a different band, almost. Yeah. So I would have heard, sorry to say, I don't ever want a band to, you know, bow down to the uh, to the fans because bands do whatever they want. We appreciate that. But I would have liked to hear more of So This Is It, that realm of things. Kind of like 40 for U2 was kind of a stepping yeah. off point of what was to come. I know there was no more slow reader after this, but maybe that was kind of what was to come. Now, I'm not 100% sure. And I somebody who, if they know, they can correct me on this. But I believe, I believe out of the three songs that Rory wrote for this album, I believe one of them was Anesthetic for the Amputee. One was So This Is It. And one was Fallen on the World. So I think the two songs that you, you know, that you were more towards were towards Rory. And that's fine. That, I mean, like that maybe you have a style there. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. I could be wrong on these, on, on who wrote those though. I'm, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I believe that's who wrote them though. Send all the, uh, the bad emails to Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so the, um, the song that I just did, there were two songs, Cold, Cold Death. You know, lyric-wise, again, I'm listening more for music and melody. Mm-hmm. And I, I I got into a little bit of the lyrics, but I admit I didn't get into that because music and melody just wasn't for me. So music and melody for that song and then Aging and Rhythm. I like the kind of the name of Aging and Rhythm, mm-hmm. but Aging and Rhythm had a cool lo-fi sound. Yep. But for three and a half minutes. See, I think it's a beautiful setup for the closing song, though. They a, go together so well. It's a little too long, and I guess in today's... I guess it's it's anti-everything else, which I respect that. Yeah. But, you know, you do the telephone lo-fi effect, mm-hmm. and then it changes into full res. But think about that. You, you can listen to So This Is It, which, again, a great closer... That's one thing by itself, but aging and rhythm blending into it is beautiful. But three and a half minutes of it? Let's say like a minute song, like more of a transition okay, song, gotcha. not three and a half minutes. I gotcha. Dude, you're so wrong. That's a great song. Uh, I think maybe if it was full res and it didn't have that sound to it on purpose, I maybe maybe I would have liked it. But yeah, just that that if I had to choose one song because quality slash the falsetto melody chords just didn't do it for me. I got you. All one right, last fine. thing, every part of nothing, the beginning of it, I said, oh okay, so there's a little bit of paranoid android in here. <laughs> okay, yeah. But then. It kind of trailed off for the, you know, I kind of yeah. liked at the beginning and then very similar to that. So, um, but yeah, I, I apologize again. Just not for me. Doesn't mean that it's not for everybody else. I respect the production quality, things like that, maybe except for aging and rhythm. But uh, the uh, it's just not for me. But I'm you. interested to hear your thoughts because I know it's, <sighs> uh, it's, it's a favorite of yours. Yes. This is a, a favorite of mine. It is in my top 10 of favorite albums of all time. 
Um, and I feel so lucky that I saw them live uh, because they only went, to my knowledge, they only did that one tour and that was it. Wow. So wow. I, I feel incredibly lucky for that. Um, just so you know, Gabe picked his favorite and Rory did as well. So I'll let you know what their picks are first. Gabe's favorite song on this whole album is Aging in Rhythm. So, Gabe, I just want to let you know, if you happen to be listening to this... I apologize, uh, Gabe. I have just punched Jeremy. <laughs> and we're back. We just went to the hospital. <laughs> um, Good thing for insurance. So, I, I would say let's play a snippet of that, but you just did when you said it was the worst. Um, I want you to feel like a bad human right now. Yes, I do feel No, horrible. you don't. I apologize. No, that's your, you have a right to your opinion, even if it's wrong. And again, maybe song-wise, if I heard it live... Well, mm-hmm. let's say just I now, know, something about the recording of it. I, I love the recording of it. I don't think I would want it any other way. And I'm not just saying that because Gabe, Gabe you know, in his email to me picked that. Uh, I absolutely love that song. Um, now, Rory, his favorite was Anesthetic for the Amputee. Lord, I know you're looking down. Won't you give me the strength? Pull that trigger. Put that bullet through my heart. Yeah, it's a good little tune. It's I a like great that song. one. Yeah. I absolutely love that song. And I love Amber Zook. Uh, she's the extra vocalist on it. I love her oohs and woos at the end. Like, she, I mean, the, the, how she harmonizes with herself and like the bridge it's beautiful absolutely gorgeous um this is actually a very dark song uh and and you know it's it's kind of depressing in a way and and but it, it's it hits it hits hard uh i love this song it's not my favorite but it is one of them now i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go ahead and say the song that i feel like is lacking the most and that is actually cold cold death I agree with you. That was my other choice. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I so so Gabe, I'll say cold cold death. I'll agree with Ryan. No, 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 no. You said you you said it. <laughs> Remember, I do the editing. I can edit myself out. <laughs> that's so But if true. you've already heard it, I missed it. Uh, oh well. Oops. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad song. It's not. I just, you know, if I have to pick one that I feel like is lacking, cold cold death is lacking. I still enjoy it. I feel like it fits where it's at. Uh, if it was towards the beginning, it wouldn't work well at all. If it was towards the end, it wouldn't work well at all. It fits exactly where it's at. It's not a song I skip most of the time. I do skip it every now and then. And that's only because it's surrounded by such good songs. Every part of nothing is great. On That Day is great. Let's hear a little bit of On That Day. I 
It's missing one thing. What's it missing? A base. Yeah. Now I, I agree. It it's does. A, it it would have benefited from having a base. Because I went back and listened to this. I go. I should like the song. Why? And it just clicked yesterday. Yeah. Literally. And I go. There's no base. And it just miss. It feels like it's missing yeah. some weight. And it's just because uh, what? It's a minute. It, it's a short. Yeah. It's song, a very short song. It's cool. I, I agree. I like the organ and everything. It's so. very beautiful. It's one of. It's. I mean. It's an incredibly awesome song. Uh, gorgeous. My wife absolutely loves this song, which, by the way, my wife loves this record. Uh, so Sorry, ma- Michelle, too. Yeah, I'll add her to the list. Maybe your wife would enjoy it, too, if you would let her hear it. Jeez. Um, no, <laughs> I'm so sorry to dog you so much. You know I love you. Uh, <laughs> he has to say that because of the uh, restraining order I have against him right now. <sighs> yes, Kaiser, my insurance company, made me. <laughs> Place that, and so we're actually recording this remotely because we're not allowed to get together. <laughs> we keep hurting to, each other, keep hurting each other emotionally and physically. <laughs> oh no! I, I mean, I love this song, and there's a music video for this song. Oh, they they okay. made a music video. I highly suggest that once we're done with this, that you uh, you go and look it up on YouTube. Yes, uh, I think the quality of of the version that's on YouTube is not the best quality, but you can kind of get a gist for the song. It's cool. It's on this like this platform that's moving. And it's really neat. Uh, I also like the drums on it because it's kind of, it, it feel like the drums were recorded and are sampled or, or, or like done backwards or something. It's kind of neat. Uh, as much as I love this song, it's actually not my favorite though. It's, it would probably say it's my second or third. I have to say my favorite song in this record is the opening track politics, music, and drugs. And it is by far one of the very best opening songs on any album ever. And I'm not just saying that because I reached out to Gabe and he actually wrote me back and that's so cool and I'll never stop talking about it because I feel like I talked to a rock star. I'm saying that because this is one of the greatest ever opening tracks. I'll have to fight you on that. I think I'll have to take away the restraining order and uh, get you back on that one. I, I don't know if it's the best opener ever. It, it's I, a cool song. It's maybe not the best opener ever, but it is one of the best openers ever. I still don't agree with you, but... I put it up there with My Name is Jonas as mm-hmm. one of the greatest opening songs ever to an album. For those of you who don't know, My Name is Jonas, opening to Weezer's Blue. Um. This song is just beautiful. It's simple. It is so simple, but it's perfect. And if you listen, the progression of the song, you know, you you first get the, you know, the simple uh, chords of the acoustic. They're just light and beautiful. Then you get the tambourine, gentle. Then you get the egg shaker, gentle. And then what I love is the, 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 the small little nuances that are in there. Like, if you listen closely, you can hear Rory in the background go, ready? Four, three, two, one. And then you hear the stomp, clap, stomp, clap. And instead of doing drums, they do stomps and claps. And it sounds like they did it on risers. Like they put up risers. Because you know how like being being that I have kids that stand on risers and stuff, they have a distinctive sound. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like, okay, they, they put up people on risers and then they recorded the stomps and claps. And then if you pay attention, when it gets to the little chorus there, the stomps double, boom, boom. 
boom, boom, check. And it's just so beautiful. And then again, here comes Amber Zook in the background with her vocals that just, it's beautiful. The whole song is beautiful. And then it transitions into the next track. They blend in together. They 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 cross each other. Yeah, yeah if and, you hear the next song in yeah. the beginning, you can hear it. And then Stupid Bet comes in, which is the second track. And and it's a totally different kind of style of song. That I, I don't know how you don't love this record, but whatever. This is a great song. One of the best openers I've ever heard on an album. My wife loves it too. It's her pick. And mine. Yeah, I I respect it again for its unconventional ways. Yeah, and call me conventional, but conventional. I, I do I do love some dissonance <laughs> here or there. It's just got some things that just give me the willies, and I got you, you know, and uh, maybe in certain situations, again live, I might like it. But yeah. in terms of if I'm sitting trying to join an album or driving or washing the dishes because we're old and that's when we listen to music, yeah. It's just not what I want to hear at that moment. And and that's fine. I totally understand. I totally agree. I, I get where you're coming from. Okay. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. Yes. Do I wish you loved it more? I do, but I get where you're coming from and it's fine. I still love you as a, who you are and whatever. I almost, uh, see this as, and I think you've mentioned this, so I'm going to steal your line. Go for it. Maybe you haven't. I think you have. Uh, this was their, let's say their first album is slow reader. I would have been interested to hear what comes next, like the second, third, and then maybe they hit their stride third, fourth album. Yeah. Because this definitely, now that I think about it, kind of put it all together. This sounds like a first album. They're kind of figuring it out. What you mentioned about Gabe trying some things. So I do feel like it's sad that we didn't get to hear what slow reader would have become because they, I think they are. And that's what I'll blame it on. Let's say what I heard was trying some things that just didn't work for me. And maybe they would have gotten it and that's fair. together for later on. And then this is kind of indie for 2002. Yeah. Very indie, but very modern. So maybe it kind of missed its mark, but then would have hit its stride mm-hmm. later 2000s online. And, yeah. This, know, the, this would have been more popular had it come out later. Yeah. Uh, it was also released on Fuel by Ramen, just like uh, the Impossibles were. Uh, maybe they were fulfilling their contract from the original you know, from the impossibles, but, uh, I I love that you can still find this record out there. I, I'm, if I could get it somehow on vinyl, I mean, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Um, I need to check, see if it's even possible. Uh, but yeah, this is a wonderful record. It is in my top 10 of greatest records of all time. Uh, it is not in my top five, but it's right outside of it. It's very close. And you know how much I hold dear to my heart though the top 10 records you know like i i will live and die for those things yeah so you'll live and die for thriller i know you <laughs> uh every time every time um again i just want to take a moment i know i've gushed a lot about it but thank you gabe for contacting uh for writing me back and stuff you can find gabe's music at instagram.com backslash gabe haskell that's G-A-B-E-H-A-S-C-A-L-L. And he's got his stuff out there on, like, I believe on SoundCloud and whatnot. Some would say that it is a continuation of Slow Reader. I would disagree. Uh, I feel like it's, you know, it's going further in other areas. And I like it. I think it's good stuff. I like his other records um, as a solo artist. But I do miss Slow Reader. I wish there was Slow Reader Part 2, Part 7, Part 28. You know, I would take all of it. But it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sorry, Gabe. But thank you for getting back to Ryan. 
<laughs> and Rory too. I guess you get he gave you some picks too. Well, I, I guess uh, he already. I don't know if he had, if Gabe asked Rory oh, any yeah. of the stuff, but I'm sure they they just discussed it over gotcha. the years. Yeah. So thank, thanks for uh, you know supplying those, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I just want to reiterate that Slow Reader was never supposed to be uh, a replacement for The Impossibles. But, uh, you know, like a side project that turned out to be a main project, which turned out to only last for the one album. But, and again, Rory has gone on to do great production stuff and has also still in, has his own band as well, The Artificial Heart. And that's, very cool. And now it's full circle. Now we know. Now we don't have to wait anymore. Yeah, that's true. And we know. Now we know. Now we know. And so. hopefully out there, you know, too. And hopefully out there, you go out there and download and buy all of Slow Reader's music, all of the Impossible's music from Amazon, Spotify, wherever it is you get your music from. You can find it out there. It's out there. Uh, you can also, I found on eBay, there's they're still selling, there's a couple copies of Four Song Brick Bomb out there Ooh, if, if you okay. know, somebody's wanting a copy. It's on eBay. Nice. Um, but yeah, go out there and download their music, support the artist, and, and I would really appreciate that. We, we also have it on the uh, Spotify playlist. That's so correct. the link is in the description of this podcast so you just can click on that or tap whatever you do on a device nowadays you tap i guess the albumargument.com you can go to albumargument.com see our handsome photos and see all our previous episodes you can see why we don't do video podcasts or you can see why we don't do video (laughs) podcasts and we're very thankful for our beautiful wives for staying with us for putting up with us and marrying us (laughs) and yes and thanks for uh everybody listening and Spreading the word and telling everybody about the podcast. Yep. We do appreciate it and hope to continue to bring you wonderful discussions about uh, how we take these trips to the hospital yep. and we fight over these albums. Fight over albums. Hence the album argument. Until next time, everybody. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>